1: Thank you for joining us today. Now that Christmas is over, Pastor Rander challenges us with a life-changing question. How will we live after Christmas Day? The fact that we are able to hear today's message tells us that God has extended his grace to us in a new year, an opportunity to live for him on earth and ultimately with him eternally in heaven. Will we do what we've always done? Or will we commit ourselves to consistently seek God, hear God, trust God, and obey God. The Bible instructs us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding. Without Him, we can do nothing. With Him, nothing shall be impossible. We must be totally committed to Him, just as He is totally committed to us. He's given us another chance. What will we do with it? Have your Bible close by and have pen and paper handy. God doesn't work the same way every
2: service that's why we mix it up here because we because god is a he's a god of diversity and there ought to be some sh- there'll, there'll be times you ought to come sometimes you come in here and it feels like we're we're a presbyterian church and that's good and i like that that means we're thinking i don't get upset because nobody some people say, say amen Say amen. You know, i'm just trying to force the amens out of people and all that kind of stuff. And then sometimes you find yourself, you up on your feet and you shout, you can't hold your seat. And that's good because God just brought you through something. That's right. Your healing just came. Oh, that raise came. Some came in the mailbox you wasn't expecting. And all of a sudden you start jacking and cut loose. I said, what's wrong with her? You don't know what she just got or how she just got blessed. Move out the way and let her shout. That's right. Let us shout. Let us shout. Well, that's right. You're, you're, you've got something to shout about. Right now, with all of our heart, energy, and passion, I want you to stand up right now. Get them bibles out of your hand. Put them on the seat. Don't lose your page. I want you to get up, get up, and this time, it says sing aloud. I mean, you know what I want you to do? I want you to sing like this is your last day on earth. Okay, it, it might be, right? You don't know. Now, that'll make you sing. If you knew this was your last day on earth and your last time in the Lord's house with the Lord's people, how would you sing? How would you sing? So I want you to sing this song. I want you to sing so loud until God has to stand up. <laughs> you say, well, what are we going to say? Something all y'all know. <laughs> Okay. We want to say this is the day that the Lord has made. Ready? One, two. Ready? Sing. This is the day. Come on. This is the day that the Lord. That, loud as you can. Come on. Oh. oh, come on. This is your last day. Come on. Come on. This. Is- you can! Hallelujah! Praise God! Some of y'all haven't sung that loud in 40 years, if you're that old. (laughs) That's why you need to go to bed on Saturday nights. It takes energy to worship, exalt, and praise the King of Glory. Y'all sang that well. To see the young folks sang was so well, it was so good to, 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 to hear and to see the the older saints. And the singing is, is, is honorable to God. And we ought to thank God that was a good spiritual exercise. And we're tuning up for heaven because round the throne of God, every tongue, every nation, every tribe, every people gonna sing a song unto the Lord. Matter of fact, the scripture says even a new song. Unto the Lord. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. All right, number seven, let's move on. I'm not done. Now, that singing didn't end the message. (laughs) We're almost done. (laughs) Number seven, live in hope and expect God to do great things through you as we approach the new year. Live in hope and expect God to do great things through you in the coming year. Refuse to be negative or pessimistic. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. When we lose sight that we have resident power in us through Jesus Christ, we begin to minimize what he can do through us. You see, as we focus on Christ, as we depend on Christ... As we trust Christ and live exclusively on the authority of the word of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he will do infinitely more than we can ever ask or think. Therefore, we must not cut ourselves short with self-doubt. You know why people can't go to the next level in Christ? They doubt what God can do through them. You can't get to the next level in your walk with the Lord through being negative and you can't get to the next level for God to do extraordinary unusual thing through you and to you because of being pessimistic. So expect God to do great things through you as you look solely to him. Number eight, as this year comes to a close love and appreciate love, appreciate and value your family. I want you to hear me well. Listen now. As this year comes to a close, love, appreciate, and value your family. Thank God for your family. Never take your parents for granted, your brothers and sisters for granted, your husband or wife for granted, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren for granted. Refuse to be stubborn in the house. A stubborn wife, a stubborn husband, husband, a stubborn child, a stubborn sibling. Refuse to be hard. Some family member, you're hard. Refuse to be mean. You know, it's no time to be mean to one another. Going out the way to hurt and harm. Refuse to be angry perpetually at each other. Be a peacemaker today. Life is so short. Therefore, value each other. Encourage one another as a family and seek the other's highest good today. Ask God to reveal the good in your family members and then share it with them. Don't let them die with great things about them being left unsaid. Some family members are quick to say what is wrong and seldom highlight the good in each other. Our family members can depart from us at any moment. Let me say that again. Our family members can depart from us at any moment, at any age. Death doesn't care about where you are. It doesn't care about what color you are. It doesn't care about your socioeconomic uh, status. It doesn't care about what you have to do. It comes. And when it comes, a lot of times without an announcement. Now, if you're in hospice or something like that, you may can see it coming. But sometimes you can just have an immediate heart attack and be gone. You can have a stroke and be gone. One accident in a car and be gone. A train and be gone as we've seen in California. Our family members can depart at any moment as we have just witnessed in hurricanes, in mass shootings of innocent victims, in fires, yes, and even sudden death. Babies die, sudden death syndromes and, and what have you. Therefore, make every day count
1: to enjoy each other while you have each other. It cannot be emphasized enough that by his grace, God has given us another year and another chance. He continues to bless us and bestow his immeasurable love, grace, and mercy upon us. God's word is true. He does what he says he will do. He hasn't failed us yet, and he never will. God's word tells us to acknowledge him in all our ways, and He will direct our paths. How do we do that? By giving every aspect of our lives over to Him, remaining true to our commitment to walk by faith and not by sight, and being more effective witnesses. Continue to listen as Pastor Rander teaches us to willingly and cheerfully do all that God assigns us to do without complaint, as we trust Him for the outcome.
2: You can start by each, how can I enjoy each other?" Well, first of all, look at each other and start smiling. I mean, just look at what was the last time you just looked at your husband or wife and you just uh, and you just smile smile. I, I, I just wonder how y'all can talk so sweetly to other members of the church on the phone and then get off that phone, and be so hard to your child, your husband or your wife or whomever. What? I told you that before. Uh, you already said that. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, and on and on it goes. You, you're short, short. You, you, you. Sometimes nasty. Give each other your undivided attention. Look at each other in the eye. Say I love you. We all can say that more. Make every day count. First Corinthians. 13, 4, 8 says, love suffers long and is kind. All of us have sin in us that needs to be addressed. Okay, now y'all may not say amen with that. That's okay. It's still the truth. All of us have issues. All of us are saved sinners. If you are unsaved sinners, we've all sinned and come short to the glory of God there's no perfect wife no perfect husband no perfect pastor I'm not here because I don't preach because I'm perfect I, I, I preach because I'm forgiven Amen. plead the blood of Jesus over my sins just like you and stop looking at the speck in your brother and sister's eyes while you have a big old log in your own eye a log I ain't talking about a toothpick a log <laughs> The scripture says, love never fails. Remind yourself to be thankful to your family and value them while you have them because life is so short. Tell them how much you love them now. And is Last but not the least, but this is a long last, not too long. <laughs> uh, be reflective. Be reflective. This is, the end of the year is a time to be reflective. As you look back over this past year, how do, you ev- how do you evaluate your life spiritually? How do you evaluate your life? Uh, Twelve months have come and gone now. How do you evaluate your life? Let's take an evaluation and see where you stand. Hey, somebody said I'm working on it before I can even start. That's, that's transparency. Praise God. Okay. A. Uh, hey, did you give the Lord your best effort this year? Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord. You serve the Lord. Did you give your best effort? B, have you been faithful, a faithful, committed member of Maranatha? Or are are you a non-committal regular attendee? Ooh, it's cold in here now. <laughs> Have you been a faithful, committed member of Maranatha? Or are you a non-committal regular attendee? Romans twelve eleven says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. C, Did you consistently give God the whole tithe as he instructed with gratitude because of who he is and what he has done for you? Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. All means all. If not some, you don't take from your tithe and give to other organizations, to the poor and needy. Those things are done above the tithe. Your first obligation is to The church where you have membership, the church where spiritual investment is being made into your life, where your children are being blessed, where you're being encouraged, encouraged in the way of the Lord. You bring that first, the whole of the tithe on the first day of the week to the Lord, not a piece, not a portion, not split it up and say, well, that's my tens percent. A third went to Maranatha, and a third went here, and a third went to some organization. No, that's above the tithe, all the tithe. D, did you and your family come to Sunday school regularly? 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God a work, but needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If, if not, why, is it too early? and you arrive at six o'clock at work, some of you at five o'clock at work, some seven o'clock. It's about commitment. E, were you faithful in serving in at least one ministry this year? Were you faithful in serving in at least one ministry this year? 1 Timothy 1.12 says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. He put putting me into the ministry. It is, a, it is such a privilege for the Lord to use us in his ministry. It, it's his ministry, especially since he doesn't need us. If you're not in at least one ministry, you are out of the will of God. Every believer is called to serve God in ministry. Therefore those who are called to serve in ministry are accountable to the Lord and the spiritual authority in this church. What ministry are you in? Not even the greeters ministry where you can just smile and say welcome to Maranatha and show your teeth. (laughs) What ministry are you in? F, were you faithful in coming to rejoice in the baptism of new converts and partaking of the Lord's Supper on first Sunday evenings. Were you faithful in coming to rejoice in, in the baptism of new converts and partaking of the Lord's Supper on first Sunday evenings? First Corinthians 11.25 says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant of my blood, in my blood. This do, underline this, this do, it's not an option, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You couldn't save yourself. You, you, I died for you. I, I, I shed my blood for you. I did what you could not do for yourself, but I want you to come and remember me by taking of the, by partaking of the elements. G were you a regular attendee in prayer gathering and Bible study on Wednesday evenings? I know for some of you, you work and we're not talking about that. We're not talking about you who Whose job take you out of town through the week. But that's not all of you. Were you a regular attendee in prayer gathering and Bible study on Wednesday evenings? Psalms 119.4 and 5 says, I love this. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. All that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. My action reflect your word, your decrees, your divine law. H Were you committed to getting your children or grandchildren involved in youth ministry if they live in this city and are not active in another church? Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I want you to hear this. Listen, my friends, Satan has a destructive plan for your children. I, 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 I hope you write that down to get your attention. Satan has a destructive plan for your children, and he's at work even as I preach. Therefore, be determined to build a spiritual foundation in the lives of your children. They should be in Sunday school, youth ministry, on the Christmas program, that, that marvelous Christmas program. Those kids saying the speeches, in the play, all those experiences, going to more Ranch, math camp, uh, 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 all the, so many opportunities that we have. I can't even call them all. Tutorial ministry, just for your children, free. Free. If you don't, you're going to wish you had. Now, it's, you know why it's important that you give them that foundation? Because if, should they stray, and some children will stray, Okay. At least they got something to come back to. But if you don't put that foundation in them, what do they have to even come back to? You have, I mean, sports can't keep them. The little league football, baseball, and ball ball, and cheerleading, and soccer practice, and all these other practices on Sunday. I like what Joshua said. That's for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Two more, and I'm done. Did you? Pray and read your Bible regularly. Joshua 1 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have, have good success. Don't expect success apart from the word of God. Now, you say, Well, I'm successful and I haven't, been, I haven't been in the word, I haven't studied in two years. But my friend, don't forget that Satan can bless you. Yeah. And don't don't, be mindful, too, that Satan can grant success to keep you away from God. And some of you were closer to God when you were needy than you are now in your success. And the the, the more successful you are, the more glory you ought to give God because you know where you came from. You know what you didn't have. You know from whence you've come. You ought to be shouting because of what God has provided for you. You have so soon forgotten in your success what God has done for you. You don't do less in your success. You give him more glory, more more funds, more honor, more praise. Finally, but not the least in this evaluation, some of you have already flunked it. (laughs) Are you backsliding or are you making spiritual progression in your walk with the Lord. Listen to that one now. Are you backsliding or are you making spiritual progression in your walk with the Lord? I love that passage in Jeremiah two nineteen, which says, your own wickedness. God was talking through Jeremiah t- to rebellious people. Your own wickedness will correct you and your backsliding uh, s on it in other words they backslided over and over your backsliding will rebuke you i'm get i'm tired of you israelites no therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the lord your god now underline this and the fear of me is not in you. Did you get that? Did y'all? y'all, that is so powerful. That just slapped me spiritually in the face. And the fear of me, God, is not in you, says the Lord of hosts. As I conclude, beloved, nothing is too low down or sinful for you to do when the fear of God is not in you. When the fear of God is not in you, you'll tap the church. When the fear of God is not in you, you'll cuss your wife out. When the fear of God is not in you, you'll you delve into pornography with no sense of consciousness. When the fear of God is not in you, you will gossip and steal. And be dece- deceitful. You will have sex out of wedlock. When the fear of God is not in you, you will do anything. Nothing is too low down for you to do. You will lie. You will deceive. You will hurt. You will steal. You will gamble. The fear of God is not in you. And you know when you have the fear of God, I'm going to tell you a sign that you know you have the fear of God is when you sin or do wrong, you realize it and you start confessing it at that moment before the Lord. Have you ever sinned before God and you read your Bible or you just walk somewhere or in the car and God brought it to your attention and you repeat it and you called that thing for what it really, for what it really is? How many of you have been stricken with conviction? For sin that you have committed because of the fear of God that's in you, both my hands go up. If such is the case. Now if you can't raise your hand, that means something is severely wrong with your relationship with God, because you can't sin against God comfortably and go drink a sprite or whatever you drink. Some of you I'm being too nice. Where is the fear of God? The reverential fear of God. I thank God for his mercy. He did not give us what we really do deserve.
1: That's mercy. And all God's children said, As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit as given to us in the Word of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God in all that we do. For when we give God's way, as his word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.